everyone from me, Brent Graham, Thursday night, 9 o'clock time for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters. Well, we don't have any South African teams in action this weekend, but we certainly got plenty of fixtures to get through, both in the United Rugby Championship and the Gallagher Premiership. We've got the Bunnings NPC, and I didn't realise it at the start of the week. We've got a couple of internationals as well, one of the bigger handicaps you'll see in the international game. We'll discuss that later in the show. But without further ado, let me introduce my guest. He's been on the show before, but he hasn't been on for quite some time. And it's hello to Coyle O'Connell, Brendan O'Connell. Brendan, good to have you on the show, mate. Yeah, good to be back, eh? Um, I was I was wondering when the next invite might come because I think I think I tipped uh, England on the minus on one of those. Uh, I think it was last November, possibly as long ago as that. Believe okay, it or not, it wasn't your last um, winner. <laughs> hopefully not my last winner, though. Definitely not. Oh, yeah, are you talking about the World back, Cup final? Are you talking about the World Cup? No, it wasn't. I no, think no. it was uh, it was the sort of the autumn internationals. I think twenty twenty. But oh, okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, it's been a while. Time, and time absolutely flies. I was speaking to Oracle Rugby uh, Gavin Cohen uh, the other day, and I was saying, you know, I haven't ever numbered my shows like the handicap episode one and that. But I went in a while ago and I counted, and I think I was up to about one hundred and thirty shows. So it's amazing how sort of time flies. I guess I should count it, and we should do some celebrations there. Welcome to all the boys in the live chat as well. Uh, Dino coming in there. We'll discuss him a little bit later. He's come up for a nickname of one of our panelists, which I think is going to stick. I think it's an it's an absolute beauty. But we'll talk about that because Henrik Spot <laughs> uh, yes, will be I joining us that. on the show. And uh, yeah, well, Shark Brain, we're going to be getting to that game a little bit later. We'll talk about that. We're going to wait until Henrik is on the show because I know he'll have an opinion on that one. And uh, we'll we'll definitely be discussing the handicap on the New Zealand match. But Brendan, first of all, what you been up to? And I mean, you and I mate good mates from back in the South Africa days. You know, I think we met each other at 94 World Cup and you had a betting sheet in your hand and we thought it was easy money uh, and we did our absolute nuts in that tournament, as I recall. But uh, what are you doing at the moment? You're over there in the UK? Yeah, over here in the UK. So I was a pilot for the last 20-odd years or so. And um, yeah, COVID arrived, lost my job in Dubai, decided to come to the UK. My son and daughter are here now. My poor wife is still slaving away in Dubai. She's teaching art there. And um, I've done odds and ends and bits, but uh, luckily enough, um, Hollywood Bets picked me up a couple of months ago and um, part of their business development uh, team here in the UK now, because of course they branched into the UK and Ireland in the last sort of 18 months or so. And with the big highlight being uh, the Brentford, they, they're sort of the main uh, sponsorship uh, and the yeah. ma main sponsor and betting partner of uh, Brentford Football Club. So yeah, that's quite a good story as well. You, you go in this weekend? That's either play Leicester? Yeah, I go in this weekend. The Sunday match, um, I think, off to 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's against Leicester. So it's a tough old game. You know, it's kind of a 50-50, especially if you look at the betting. But uh, hopefully Brentford can pull out another win, yeah, because they have they have played very well. I mean, a couple of highlights, I suppose. Probably the biggest highlight is probably that 3-3 draw with Liverpool, which was which was an amazing match. And beating match. Arsenal. I think they beat Arsenal on the opening day. Yeah, so, they did. I mean, even, Although those early days, everyone was. <laughs> Sorry? And those early days, everyone was. Yeah, yes, that's true. Awesome. Yeah. And, I, mean, I mean, even the 1-0 to Chelsea, not a, not a bad result. But let's get into the Not rugby a bad rugby. result, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not a bad result at all. We'll get into the rugby because we're going to talk about a Gallagher Premiership. And uh, we've got five games to talk about, certainly five that I can find priced up here. And I know you're a big Premiership fan. You've always uh, been uh, a Premiership fan. So look forward to your views on this. Northampton Saints up against the Worcester Warriors. This is a Friday night game. I've got a handicap yeah. here at the moment of Northampton Saints minus 15 and a half and mm. a total points line of 50.5. What do you think? 
Uh, Brent, yeah, you know, this is one of those times, you know, you, we always like to start the weekend on a winning note. Um, there's nothing worse than starting your weekend, you know, losing on a Friday, whether it be the morning or the evening games. Um, it's actually a tricky game, I think. Uh, I think the handicap looks about right, and it all just depends whether Worcester can improve in any kind of form or manner. You know, there was a lot of talk about them early on, uh, just before the season started. They brought in a couple of players. They brought in that Duan van der Merver, and they had that uh, Rory Sutherland coming in at Lucia Prop. Um, these two players, plus a couple of other signings, and, and they'd invested quite a bit, I think, into sort of new training and new conditioning coaches as well. Um, they started off quite well, um, and uh, well, they beat London Irish, which looking back now is probably not the greatest uh, achievement that they've done so far. But since then, it's gone from bad to worse. Um, they were absolutely smoked last week by Leicester. Um, and before that, the week before that, they were they were drilled in ex by Exeter, 42-5 or something like that. So two, coming off two very heavy defeats, they've made a number of changes to their side, uh, as have Northampton Saints as well. Um, I'd say Northampton Saints are probably more... Um, uh, that they've got sort of the core of their, their team. There's only one or two kind of changes. I think the Warriors are, are trying to just change things around and just try and see what the big problem is there. But, you know, they've got this, you know, the head, the head of sort of training and coaching is, is Alan Solomons. And I don't know, I, I, I just think he he just doesn't, I don't think, he, he hasn't really gone with the times, I don't think. And, and the, the adapting and the, the ability to change his sort of format of players is not there. So getting back to the, you know, it's a Friday night. Um, I've got quite a strong call on this one. I'm actually going to go with the unders in this quite strongly. Um, it's around the 50 and a half point mark. The handicap, yeah, I'm not going to get involved in that. I think I think the handicap looks about right. If I really had it into my head, I'd probably go with the Saints to cover it. The Saints had a very, very good record over the Worcester Warriors. I think they won the last 11 uh, matches between the two. Um, but, you know, you, you can kind of, I expect Worcester maybe to have a bit of a stronger defense this time around. They're going to uh, maybe just try and frustrate Northampton. I'm just having a look now who the the referee for that. I think it's Ian Tempest. He's sort of like an average over under. He's probably around the normal, I'd say. But at 15 and a half points, that line, I, I, I do fancy that because I, I don't see Worcester Warriors scoring many points. And I just think that the defense might just improve somewhat in that game. And as a result, you know, I'm looking at about a 35 to 45 point region, somewhere around there for the game. Right. Where the conditions are good, um, but there will be a little bit of dew on the ground. It'll be about the only thing. Yeah, and just looking at the boys in the live chat, a little bit of a spit here. Most of the guys coming in on the Warriors Plus, but the, at the Crow Tips on Twitter there, he is saying he can't oppose the Saints team where he can't have Worcester against the Saints. So, as you suggest, I think the handicap's probably quite well set here, Brendan. But I know you, you're a little bit like someone who's joining us in a few minutes' time on the show. Who's the uh, bit of an unders player. You've like, always enjoyed your You and I have often been against each other because I've generally been an overs punter, although I must admit that has changed yeah. a bit over the years as I've started punting, punting more unders. But, uh, that's in fact, Brent, I can, remember, I can remember like years ago, you know, when we used to get very heavily involved in spread betting and, and things like that. And we would dive in, you know, you, you know, you'd see a spread, sort of the Canterbury Crusaders versus, I don't know, the Bulls on tour or something. And we would climb in at like 33 plus, you know, or that type of thing. Yes. And and so often, you know, it just didn't work out for ourselves. And 
I've actually find so much more enjoyment in the unders, and I'm exactly like Henrik in, in the way he thinks, you know. Well, look, look um, what Henrik says. He's obviously waiting to come on the show after this, but he says, between the two of you, the chances of an over <laughs> about 100 to 1. I'd say it's pretty accurate. <laughs> That's for sure. Eh? I mean, I had that oh, that awful game. When was it? Uh, it was it was in uh, Connacht. I think I had I had I took over forty five and a half points in Connacht versus someone. Who was it, man? It was a couple of months ago had, now. Well, that wasn't the game which had forty first half points, was it? It, it was. I think it was yeah. forty five first half points. I had over 45 and a half. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was 0 0 at the second half. I know it was Connacht and they played someone. I think it was one of the Walsh teams. But yeah. oh my God. Yeah. So my form with overs is poor, but my form with unders, yeah. And, and I enjoy it. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. You know what I mean? Nothing, you're just you, like Henrik. Nothing better than the old, <laughs> the old collapse run there. Well, let's, go, let's move on to the, the next game, Brendan. We don't have any more points lines at mm. this point. I don't know if you've seen any, but I think they normally only come out after the teams are announced. We got the Leicester yeah, Tigers. That'll be had a cracking, cracking start to the season. I think the Leicester Tigers are actually, if I saw a stat somewhere, I can't remember if it was on Twitter, on the forum, where it was, but Leicester Tigers have beaten all their handicaps, I think, this season. And they're minus six and a half at home to sale. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think it was Thoughts and Sports, or one of the lads, they were tipping Leicester to have a really good season. I, I remember reading it somewhere. Yeah, I know um, Alex, who comes on the show, someone's uh, at UK Rugby Bets. I think he is on Twitter. Yes, yeah, was it him? He actually said to me, I think he got a nice price, Leicester, to finish top four or something like that. He, ah, he, he that was great one, yeah. And, and Thoughts and Sports was probably on them as well. I mean, he's just so shrewd. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kept that at the back of my mind, eh? And um, yeah, they've been terrific, eh? But you know, it, it's a team that um that has improved over the last couple of seasons and i think they had huge management and uh politics going up in the old uh, boardrooms and that kind of thing um who was the irish fullback that used jordan murphy i mean he was a great you know great player for for leicester tigers but once he sort of got involved there that the side just went backwards eh? the, the whole sort of club and everything else went backwards he's been gone now, i think for sort of two years or so uh two to three years probably by now and um, you can see it big change steve borthwick i think he's you know the, the main coach now and you know you can see it their style of play very forward driven but they've got some nice backs and exciting sort of runners out the, out the back as well this match um i'm expecting a big forward tussle uh, look the weather's good it's a three o'clock kickoff on saturday afternoon um I'm pretty strong on a, on a fancy here, and I quite fancy Sale on the plus. I really do. I, I think, um, you know, Sale bounced back to form last week quite nicely, and um, and I think AJ McGinty will be back. Um, and you know, he was concussed a couple of weeks ago, and his replacement that came in, I can't remember his name now, but he was he was pretty good. But yeah, they got a good victory last last week, and I think a six and a half is the way to go. I think there'll be very little between the two at the end. Total points lines, no real idea. It's, it's a funny old pitch um, that the Tigers have. Um, you know, very often they can sort of dig up and, and look quite crummy at times, but they do manage to score a lot of points there. Having said that, both defences, I think, will be up for it. Um, so I probably would, once again, have a look at the unders. Um, <laughs> you, you just wasted 30 seconds like... of our time, Brendan. We knew you were going under. You could have just said that straight, straight but, away. But uh, definitely the plus six and a half sale. Uh, I, I really like that a lot in this game. You know, um, uh, this will be going for what? This will be their sixth win in a row. Um, 
and I think Sale, the kind of team that could just uh, disrupt the party. Possibly in the run and beat certainly beat the handicap short frame. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at player bets, but most of the most of the bookies I did see Sunbet as well also had the the Gallagher Premiership out there. And uh, Crotips uh, likes the uh, six and a half. Brendan, let's get into the next game. It's the Exeter Chiefs against London Irish. Now, last week I know you were Man. bullish on London Irish to beat Gloucester. I think it was, and I think it was a 25 all draw. You uh, oh. in the end, I didn't see the game at all, so I don't know if you were unlucky or lucky. Well, not lucky, but I don't know if you sort of well. narrowly missed it or if you just got up for the draw. But <laughs> here they are. Here they're starting massive underdogs against the Exeter Chiefs. You've got minus 17 and a half. Yeah, and um, I really enjoyed the show last week and sort of the um, the description um, that was given by Neil, I think, hey, with regard to London Irish, I think, described the whole situation really well. They've got the same sort of bunch of players playing week in, week out. Um, they're from all corners of the earth. Um, in fact, I don't know how many English or even Irish players even play for London Irish now. Um, you know, you've got Australians and Fijians and all sorts, you know. Um, I mean, they've been like that for years. Um, I really fancied them massively last week. Uh, they were leading 17-6, and they blew it, basically just blew it. Uh, they had a drop kick um, that missed in the last seconds of the game that would have won it for them. Uh, they would have sent me into orbit, and it would have made, you know, topped off a really good weekend. Um, but they just can't seem to get over the line, you know. They've they started the first couple of games where they conceded points horribly. Um, then they began to improve, and then their discipline began to let them down. Um, just don't seem to have, you know, they've got Creevy at number two. I think he's their top try scorer. So, you know, someone like Hein would probably be quite excited yes. with that one. Um, but, you know, their backs, that, yeah, they've got a couple of good backs. Um, but... They just don't seem to have a, a real spark or a real engine or a couple of players that can really sort of bring it forward and, and, and turn their form around. So two draws, three losses, I think. They're playing the same team week in, week out. I think they're in for a hiding this weekend. Um, and, you know, I hate it, you know, one week going for a side and then the next weekend, you know what it's like. You sort of brass them off and they come back and they, you know, they play their hearts out and they, they end up invariably sort of like, screwing your bet because you avoid you know you oppose them um but for me exeter uh, yeah i think they'll cover this cap quite quite comfortably yeah this is right, let's move, move on another to another like decent exeter, bet. yeah, yeah. I like exeter on the cap there the next one is gloucester mm -hmm. rugby well gloucester against the newcastle falcons and here we've got gloucester uh minus four and a half point favorites against the falcons who certainly in the early parts of the season delivered some handicaps yeah, they have. They've played really well so far. Um, you know, last season, I think they were the worst away team in the, in the Premiership. I think they might have lost 10 out of 11 away games, something horrendous like that. Uh, Gloucester, the big improvers, um, they came back to snatch the draw last weekend. Uh, did they deserve it? I don't think they did, looking at the um, highlights. But um, I might just not think... I, I don't... I mean, Gloucester are, are a flashy side, and they've got some wonderful backs, as we've seen. Um, but they've also got a strong pack. Um, it's just the performance, the 80-minute performance. I mean, they let Sale back into that game, which they just snuck. What was that, 33-32 or something? I think, I think Sale scored three tries in the last five minutes of the game or something. That was two weeks ago. Um, 
initially I began to think sort of Newcastle might have a bit of a sniff here because I don't think there's that much of a difference between these two sides personally. But um, it's, it's probably a game I'm not going to get involved in. I think the handicap is, is nicely set. I think there's plus five and a half and plus six and a half over here in the UK. Um, still no, still no bet for me. Yeah, I've got no fancy no, there. No bet for you. And if, I'm not even going to ask you what you'd be going on the points. This is obviously. <laughs> I wouldn't even. Have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last last game of the Premiership. Harlequins up against Bath. Bath took an absolute hammering last week against Saracens. They were wow. well, as you know, it was a Sunday, and my my Sunday form has been poor. I'd recovered. I'd started the weekend badly. I'd, I'd pulled slightly ahead on, by the time Sunday arrived last week. And I looked at Saracens over 27 and a half points and I thought, should I or shouldn't I? And in the end, you know, I thought, no, I'm just going to relax. I'm going to lie on the couch. I'll watch the game, but I'm not going to have a bet. And of course, I think they scored their 28th point in about the 14th minute or something ridiculous. They went absolutely yeah, that, crazy. And that yeah, was carnage. Yeah, I mean, Bath was shocking though. Now they're big underdogs again against Harlequins. You've got minus 16 and a half quins here, Brendan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I actually fancy. I never had a bet in that game, but I, I fancied Bath on the. I think there was as much as Bath plus ten and a half just before the off last Sunday. Um, I remember looking at it, thinking, you know, that that's big, and and Bath didn't have a bad record against Saracens historically, um, but they just never rocked up, and I mean, they got absolutely hammered. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. It was just try after try after try, and there was no defence. Um, no one was taking responsibility. Uh, for old Cipriani, I know he's he's come under a lot of fire here in the UK on his performance, but it was a whole shambolic team performance that was just awful. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's quite frustrating to see that because the week before I'd had a, quite a large bet on Saracens to beat the the handicap against the Newcastle Falcons of all teams, and I had sixteen and a half, and they won by fifteen. And here they are away at Bath. I mean, it just goes to show how crazy, you know, rugby can be at times. And they absolutely smash them to bits and pieces and, and win by 50. Um, yeah. It, I mean, Quinn's weather is good. Um, I think the referee for this game is that John Makepeace. Uh, you know, he's only had sort of like eight or nine uh, premiership starts so far. Um, so I can't really get a good feel on him yet. Um, there should be points. There should be lots of points. Um, are Bath going to be able to bounce back? They probably can, but Harlequins are just playing so well. Um, you know, they kind of remind me now of almost like a Canterbury team where they can they can score two, three tries. You know, you can you can jump on the plus and think you're safe, and in the last ten minutes they can score two tries and, and nail your handicap. So. Um, once again, it, I think the handicap is probably pretty well set. Um, Harlequins could could win by thirty, but they could also just battle to get to get over this handicap as well, possibly. Um, so, if anything, yeah, Harlequins on the minus, possibly, but otherwise, uh, no bet for me. I'd probably have a look at the total points, um, and it's probably going to be sort of the early fifties or the mid fifties. Would I have a look at that on going overs? You know, maybe I'll have a look at the Harlequins. Maybe that's yeah, maybe that's where they go. Yeah, something like that, maybe. You know, you're probably going to look at something quite high, though, hey? I mean, you're looking at sort of 1632. Probably, uh, probably around there. Yeah, which which seems quite high at first, but 
if paths show up and <laughs> play like that again, well, it, it should be easily covered. Excellent. Well, but, welcome. Uh, Our next guest is joining us, Brendan, for the last part of the show. And he's the unders taker. And credit here to Dino, who's a, <laughs> a regular on the show. He said on Twitter this morning, and go to at Zambust on Twitter to look at his tweet. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. He said, you go, we got the conductor, we got couch critic, but Henrik doesn't have a nickname. And he says, let's call him the unders taker. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> because, I mean, we know Henrik is the unders taker. And Henrik, first of all, thanks for joining us on the show. I know you were under a bit of pressure tonight. The wife's away on business, left you with the kids, but the chloroform did the trick. They're fast asleep. <laughs> yeah, Fred, um, I'm going to embrace um, the, the nickname by Dino. I, I think it's appropriate with me, and I think um, with Brendan as well, <laughs> being an understand. <laughs> yeah, I like it. it it's quite uh, good. Got a wife who's not here. She's up in up north in your, uh, your uh, part of the world. Um, but yeah, I, luckily I got the kids to bed, bed so I can be on the show. Excellent. Well, we're going to get straight into the United Rugby Championship. And Henrik, we're going to start with you. The first game is a Friday ah, night at Brent. Glasgow. Oh, sorry, Brennan. Yeah, there's the one match still on Sunday. Series against... Um... Oh, no, no, sorry. It wasn't priced up. So I oh, God, who's it? Series, series Wasps. Um, oh, God, it opened up at 16 and a half, which I, I took a little bit of. Not, not much. Um, it's now up to 24 points because Wasps are sort of showing up with a, a sort of a... a a sort of second stringer side that they've decided, I think. I think they've now realized the Saracens are so strong. I think they're now beginning to sort of manipulate their teams and their team selections and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it's gone out to 24 already. But uh, once again, I mean, you know, which Saracens team will rock up and, you know, they could devour that 24-point handicap, which is quite high now, but it could be quite low at the same time. So I'm happy with it, my tiny bet at 16 and a half. And... Um, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll just wait to see. I might have to use it as a get-out stakes on Sunday. Otherwise, uh, it'll just be a watching kind of verse, I think. Yeah, that's the only other be, one. It'll be a watch for me because after sitting out last Sunday and then picking the winner, now if I get into <laughs> the the conductor just coming in and uh, confirming the team news there for the Wasps. Um, 12 injuries. I'm sure they're not inquiries. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully not. And eight players will be <laughs> And uh, yeah, there we go. He's corrected it underneath. It's a good to have you on board here, conductor. The boys are asking <laughs> what you're up to. Um, but let's get into the United Rugby Championship. And I'll start with Henrik. The Glasgow Warriors up against Leinster tomorrow night, Henrik. We've got a big handicap here. Warriors plus 13 and a half and a total points line of 48.5. Yeah, Brent, um, I've, got a, I've got one or two fancies on the, on the URC. I'm not that strong in all the games, but I'll give my opinion. Um, Leinster... Yeah, they, they've been tough to follow this season. Um, the previous seasons, they were amazing, and you can always bank on them going, taking the overs or the minus. But yeah, this season, I'm not convinced about them. And Glasgow at home, I, I haven't seen any team news. Um, in this competition, I don't follow the team news that closely, and I know you should if, if you're punting it, but I, yeah, I'm not punting it that hard. Um, mostly just before the game, I'll have a look. Um, it's it. Uh, when the SA teams are involved in, I'll um, look earlier in the week. Um, but yeah, for me, Glasgow um, plus for me, um, just a small fancy. Uh, what did you say was the uh, the points? Forty-eight point five. Forty-eight and a half. That's about right, I reckon. Um, so no real strong fancy. If anything, uh, maybe an under 
punt on Leinster, but that that's dangerous territory. So yeah, for me, just a plus uh, on Glasgow under 13 and a half. Yeah, Mark coming in and saying Leinster at full strength. I'm a big Leinster fan. They have burnt me a little bit of late, although last week, I must tell you, they got my weekend going. I think I was over 34 and a half points on Leinster last week, and they, they really did look impressive at times, obviously, playing at home. I know Dave Cooney was actually at the ground. Let's see, Brennan's got a firm view on this one, Brennan. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I, it was Leinster of old sort of last week, and they played really well. Uh, but before that, you know, sort of the, the previous three or four matches, um, yeah, I caught them wrong. They're, they're sort of a team for me that I just can't seem to catch right. Um, You've mentioned like in the past that they've, they've been very good to you, and yeah, they have they have been um, in previous years. And uh, I still have a big question mark about them. Um, Thirteen and a half, yeah, it looks about right. Weather should be good. Um, yeah, if anything, I might lean slightly towards Glasgow on the plus, but it's not a game I'm going to get too involved in. Right. Well, let's stick with you for the next game, and it's the Scarlets. You've been very disappointing the last few weeks. Big hammering at the hands of Munster. And then, yeah, I was quite pleased last week. They took a hammering at the hands of Leinster as well. They're now back at home and they're playing a Benetton Treviso here, Brendan. And we got a handicap here at player bets at minus four and a half, the Scarlet. But I have seen, uh, I believe your your crowd, uh, Hollywood, actually was sitting at about nine and a half. So there's been a lot of money um, for, for the Benetton here, which I'm not going to lie, surprises me a little bit because I don't trust the Italian <laughs> sides on the road, although it looks like a South African side looking at the team sheet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Eh? Um, yeah, I looked at this game initially and I thought to myself, I'm not going for an Italian side. But as the week has drawn on and we come closer to the game, I see myself looking at Benetton and thinking these guys have got a chance. Um, yeah, I, it, only because it's Benetton and, and because the Scarlets are just so poor at the moment. Um, if I can get sort of plus six and a half Benetton, that's where I'm going. Yeah. Right. Well, similar to uh, Dino, they're saying if, even if you can get five and a half, he's on. And it seems like the boys are fairly united on the plus. So we'll see what Henry thinks. I'm going to stick my neck out and say, I don't have any faith in this Benetton side. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not getting involved in the plus here. Henrik, what do you make of this one? So, Brent, um, like you said, Scarlet's that game against Munster, that, that one sticks out there. Because Munster, they went there. Not at full strength, and they hammered um, Scarlet. So, stuff backing the, the Welsh sides at the moment. Um, and Benetton, yeah, they are the, the of the two Italian teams. They are the better one. Um, they have quite a few quality teams. Um, for me, also a small, just a small play on the plus here. Not, not strong at all, but I like the, the plus here a bit. Right. So you you on board with the plus is I'm a bit, I, just, I actually, I know Scarlets took a hammering last week against Leinster, but there were periods in that first half where I thought they looked pretty good. So I was surprised, I was a little surprised. bit surprised to see this line move. There my echo there. It sounds like it's my echo coming through. But anyway, let's move on to the next game. And Henrik, will stick with you. Zebra up against Edinburgh. Um, Zebra are plus four and a half uh, at home to Edinburgh. My friend, um, Zebra is one of the teams, uh, well, before I start on that, I, I like to, to, to back certain teams and to oppose certain teams. And I take a firm view early in the season on certain teams. And if I, if it goes my way, I, I keep going that way um, until I get burned one or two times. And Zebra is one of the teams I, I oppose. 
Um, I've passed him successfully so far this season, um, and also um, taking uh, well going against him on the handicap and, and also taking unders on the points. Um, I was successful the last two weeks taking unders on zero points. So this is my strongest fancy on the URC. Um, Edinburgh on the minus here. I like the minus four and a half. Edinburgh even though they are the away team. And I'll also be looking at unders on, on zero points. So yeah, that's my strongest fancy on the URC. Right, let's go to Brendan on this game. Brendan Zebra, not a side you can trust. They lost to the Lions in week one. As I oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was one of the first big knocks of the URC. Thankfully, it's, it's been a bit better since then. But, yeah, that Lions, I think I went low on the Lions points in that match. Uh, yeah, it's like 18 and a half. Or... <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was an absolute disaster. Um, and then, like Henrik, I've caught them right the last two weeks. I've gone unders on Zebra the last two weeks. Um, and like Henrik says now, I think I'm just going to continue that, that mold as well. I can't see Zebra changing in any way. Yes, the Scots are away from home and sometimes they can flatter to deceive on occasions, much like the Welsh. Um, but, oh man, Zebra just look poor. Um, and yeah, Edinburgh, rubber stamp. Rubber stamp from me. And um, yeah, we'll have a look at the Zebra Enders as well. I'll be with Henrik in that one as well. <laughs> no doubt both of you will be on the Zebra <laughs> We're like and, twins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're both on Edinburgh. It's always nice when the, when the guests rubber stamp each other's selections there. Let's stick with you then, Brendan. We've got Cardiff Rugby, who did the business for us in the newsletter best bet last week. We took the minus three and a half. I must say it was tough going. The Sharks dominated a long period of the second halves, but Cardiff good enough in the end to beat the handicap and deliver a win. If you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, there is a link in the subscription box below. But back to the game, Brendan. We've got minus seven and a half Cardiff against a Dragons side that is, well, they, they, they've, they've impressed at times this season. I mean, they, they ran Leinster within a point at home. I know we got Jules. Jules is watching the show. He's a, a big Dragons man, and he'll give us his opinion on this one, I'm sure, in the, in the live chat. <laughs> What do you think here? Yeah, minus seven and a half. Uh, can um, they beat Dragons by more than a score? What time, what time is that kickoff, by the way? I, I want to have a kickoff look. See, is one of the later ones? 6.15 South African time. So 6.15 South African time, yeah. yeah. So it'll be uh, sort of quarter past five here. Mm -hmm. So it'll just be getting dark here. Conditions are good. It is a Welsh derby. Um, Dragons have improved. <sighs> My initial thoughts in this game was Cardiff on the minus. Um, uh seven and a half if i can sneak the six and a half that'll that'll, that'll make a world of difference but um i prefer cardiff just as a, as a as a team dragons um they improved i mean that game against Len, uh leinster one at home where they they lost seven six or six seven yes Oh man, I was, was tearing my hair out. By the way, I was I was on the <laughs> yeah. points in that game. <laughs> I've never seen like anything that. like it. It was cut and paste. Leinster would get the ball, they would drive into the Dragons' twenty-two penalty. Boom, kick it back. Leinster come back into the. It must have happened. They must have got about thirteen or fourteen penalties in their own twenty-two defending penalties. You know, um, that was an awful game to watch. Uh, and then they went over to Connacht, right, and beat Connacht comfortably um that game straight after that i you know the fact that it's a derby seven and a half you know you would in, in normal times i'd probably go with the plus but i just don't trust this dragon side and i think cardiff have have the ability to to hurt you so i don't know for me it would be a marginal 
Cardiff on the minus. But just just coming in on the conductor's comment there, Brendan, he's saying the Welsh internationals missing this weekend, which I don't know the team. You know, I, I actually I, I do follow this rugby, but I tend to follow you guys and I, I follow teams. I still haven't got to know even all the players in the league yet. But who does that impact <laughs> more than if there are no Welsh internationals? Um, around? Gosh, who, who I'd say Cardiff. It would be Cardiff. Even I didn't even know that. You know what I mean? And yeah. and and much like Henrik uh, earlier on. These sort of games, very often, you know, I'll sort of only make my call sort of maybe an hour before. I'll go through, I'll check the team selections, and once I'm a bit more comfortable, that then I'll, you know, have a proper strike. But yeah, that's something uh, that that could be quite important. Um, the Dragons probably lose. I don't even know who they would lose. There might be one or two players possibly, but uh, Cardiff would sit, would be seriously affected, I'm sure, as would Ospreys and the Scarlets for that matter. But um, Ooh, which makes Benetton maybe a better bet. <laughs> we better have a look at that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I still fancy sort of Cardiff. Yeah. Right, Brendan Bessels is coming there. Cardiff and Scarlets miss the most. Dragons could miss a few as well. We're gonna be, we're gonna come in with Henrik now. But just to mention, Jules, Jules does make the point that last week all of us loved the Dragons, and of course they were hammered by the Stormers. They were very poor indeed. Let's go to the unders taker and see what his opinion is on this one. Now, Brent, <clears throat> Dragons, they were impressive early in the season, like you said, and then last week, surprisingly, lost against the Stormers. The Stormers have got a good pack, and that probably hurt the Dragons. Um, and yeah, you've got, got guys like um, Galant, um great playmaking. So, yeah, um, I, I was I actually liked the Dragons a bit against the Stormers, so I was surprised at that one, even though the Stormers has been playing all right. Um, and and I was on the court on court of uh, minus against the Sharks as well. Um, I followed um, Thoughts on Sport and uh, Brendan Bessels on that, and they delivered. But yeah, even I didn't know about the Welsh players being unavailable, but even if both these teams were at full strength, I would have. I would have liked the plus here um, because it's a Welsh derby and because the Dragons showed some form early in the season. But now with the Welsh players not being available and um, Cardiff probably um, losing one or two more than the Dragons, I like the draw Dragons um, even stronger here. Um, so I lined this up as a small play, but I'll upgrade it to medium play on the plus here. I like the, the Dragons plus more than so, yeah. Um, one convert to try plus seven and a half in a well Dolby. I like the Dragons. Right, let's move on to the next game and we'll stick with the Undertaker there. Connacht Rugby plus three and a half against Ulster, who uh, were too strong for the for the Lions last week, although not quite beating the handicap. They did deliver the overs points line, which I was pretty happy about. Henrik, this game we've got yeah, the plus three and a half the home team. Yeah, Ulster, um, Brendan Vessels also, um, he was onto them early in the season um and i i've been bunting them su successfully um going um following him on them and now we are going on them and connor i've always been a fan of andy friend um so with this being a derby as well and being a, a home game for connor you would think connor is the way to go here but yeah i, I just can't go against ulster they've been so mightily impressive um and yeah minus three and a half it's, it's that's a small gap a small minus so you can basically just call the the who you think would win the game and and 
if you if you like Connacht, go just go for the win. Don't worry about the plus. And if you go Ulster, go on a minus. I'm on Ulster minus here. Yeah. I like Ulster. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep backing Ulster as well um, this season as long as they keep delivering, delivering for me. Right, let's see if uh, Brendan's got, got an opinion on this one. Connacht, I think it was a game against Munster. I was quite impressed with them. They delivered a nice plus handicap there. I think uh, Connacht, you remember, if they won the game. They certainly looked like winning it at one point. And uh, what have we got here, Brendan? The plus three and a half, are you are you siding with Henrik with the Ulster there? Yeah. Or are you you're a Connacht man? Funnily enough, um, Connacht uh, delivered a big bet last week for me. Um, I think there was plus 16 and a half. The guys jumped on it early on in the week. And I think by the time game time came, that's kind of the problem sometimes with me, sort of taking my bets quite late until I'm happy with the teams and what I think might happen in the game. Um, I got 13 and a half, but I never had to really worry. They lost three points to 18. There was a last penalty that to Munster. That, that, yeah, the Ross Byrne guy, he he kicked it. And and that was in that. So Connacht, yeah, shattered. Um, you can see on the players, I mean, they were absolutely distraught after the game. Um, they'd really picked themselves up. Um, and now they've got to go home and pick themselves up against a strong Ulster team. Uh, possibly not a full strength. Um, three and a half points. Yeah. Connacht caught them last week uh nicely but generally it's a side that i i, I just can't I, I can't pick them on most occasions um three and a half points you know when i i mean they, the way they trounced the bulls and then they 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 got smashed by the dragons you know the week after that and then they come and they play this terrific game against munster um i just don't know what to expect from them um yeah three and a half points yeah, if anything, I probably would lean on towards Ulster's side of things, uh, just just on the consistency side of things. But but Connacht could win the game as well. So yeah, if anything, I, I would have a marginal on the minus on Ulster. Marginal here well. minus, but not stronger. Henrik yeah. is a little bit stronger on Ulster, but none of you overly bullish on this game uh, could be could could be one to wait for closer to the time and certainly look at the points line. Yeah, Brendan, I'm and I never had to look at the conditions either. I'll have a look while you guys chat there, and okay, but I think I think that Henrik was a good for, this, for the last game. Ospreys up against Munster, Henrik, and here we got the Ospreys plus eleven and a half against Munster. Who I know you're not a big fan of the coach, but uh, they've been mm. fairly impressive this season. Yeah, Brent, I'm not, like you said, I'm not a fan of of Johan van Gron. Um and yeah, you know, Munster is is one of those teams for me, like the All Blacks at the moment, because I don't like the the coaches. It's either oppose them or no bet for me. And with Ospreys, uh, with the, the Welsh team struggling against the Irish teams, and um, with Brendan Messels telling us now that um, the Welsh player is not available, um, that, that's a bit of a red light for me on Ospreys. So this game is a no bet for me. I'm, I'm not going to take Munster on the minus, and I can't take um, Ospreys on the plus after that near. So yeah, this is no bet for me on this game. I've got a feeling we're going to we're going to be talking about another coach that you got similar feelings for later on in the show, but we'll certainly see that one. <laughs> Brendan, can you give us a conditions report on Connacht and then tell us what you think of Ospreys Munster? You know what? I'm just having a look here. Um, I was just looking at the message that um, Henrik had sent me with the referees, um, and it's got Connacht against Ulster, and it's been played at the Aviva Stadium in Dublin. Um, yeah, Mad Dog Ops just confirming that on the live chat there. He says that's very much. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, because the referee's there, Andrew Brace, and of course I, I just looked at Galway and it was pouring with rain and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to really think about this game now. But now it's playing, being played in Dublin and the weather, yeah, there's a chance of rain. Um, in fact, there's a pretty good chance of rain during the match as well, but a 75% chance of rain in Dublin. Um, so now how does that work out things with a three and a half point handicap? Yeah. Okay. We'll have to think about that one. But uh, anyway, yeah, like it's been played on neutral ground. It's in Dublin, so that will favour Ulster, no doubt. So maybe the three and a half is looking a lot more juicy at this stage. Cathal Sheen, and once again, uh, please, you're welcome to send me the pronunciation of your name. I'm sure I get it wrong. But uh, just saying that originally this game was moved to allow for more crowds. Um, to get more fans in, but uh, the Irish government has allowed 100 percent capacity, so it has backfired somewhat there for them. Let's uh, just get your opinion on uh, Ospreys Munster, Brendan. That's the last game. Plus, you Ospreys. Gosh, that looks like quite a big handicap. Um, yeah, Munster were sublime in that demolition of Scarlets um, with sort of their second team. Um, Ospreys went away. Who they beat last week? It was Zebra, right? And they yeah, sort of pulled away later on. Was it Zebra or was it who Ospreys beat last week? Uh, they were away in Italy. Yeah, um, well, here it was. Um, I, I think the plus 11 and a half at home, but now with a couple of Welsh players missing, gosh, yeah, yeah, I'm following Henrik, staying out of that one. Right. You know, we all know by the time game time, game time comes, you know, 30 minutes I'll be looking and having to look for the oh, best no. bet that I can possibly have. Just, but when, you say no bet, when you say no yeah. bet on a Thursday night, it means no absolutely nothing come game time. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. I mean, exactly. it all will depend. Are you winning at this point of the weekend? Are you losing? Oh, you know, I mean, all of that. It means absolutely nothing if you say... And then it still the doesn't matter because if you're winning, you keep firing. And if you're oh, losing, yeah, yeah. you're firing. So, the only thing I can guarantee is you will have a bet on the game. Uh, you know, there's absolutely no doubt. Yes, but I think yes. it's important to to have games. Like if you're assessing it now on a Thursday night, emotion taken out of it, you're not winning or losing yet on the weekend. And if you call a no bet now, that's a fair that's a fair comment to say. Look, you don't fancy anything now. The fact is, yes, mm. your mind is going to be influenced. You're going to see someone tweet something, or you're going to see a, a dark cloud in the absolutely. background on someone's Twitter pic or something like that. You know, and you'll be influenced. Correct. But anyway, we're going to exactly. get into the Bunnings. Brendan, I know you're not a massive... I, mean, I know you punt the Bunnings, but I know you tend to follow guys like the conductor, like Brendan, <laughs> when it comes to those punts. But just um, if you yes. do have any fancy, just uh, raise your hand, then I'll pull to you. But otherwise, we'll go through the Bunnings and then we'll move um, on to the two internationals. So I just want to pull up the the betting here on the Bunnings. Um, and Hendrik... Oh, no, sure, but I, I just want to see. We've got four games that I can make out and we'll start off with friday morning's game south african time it's otago against canterbury this is a tight game we've got canterbury minus a half a point favorite so the slight favorites away away against otago i'm assuming they're playing in otago um and then we got uh, 51.5 points total points yeah Brent, this one um <clears throat> opened up um canterbury minus four and a half and um, Otago, if you shopped around, you could have got about 16 to 10, 17 to 10 thereabouts on Otago winning the game. They are playing um, in Dunedin at Forsyth Bar under the roof, so it's a home game for Otago. Um, 
Yeah, I've taken Otago on this season. Um, early on in the season, it worked out well out for me. And the last two weeks, um, they were pretty impressive. And I lost on both the last two games. And yeah, a guy like Joshuani, who played terrible rugby, he's, the last two weeks, he's, he's been playing quite well. Um, and Otago, they, they've, they've picked the really they picked a all right team yeah a solid team um i don't think they actually made any changes of the last week i'm not sure but yeah they've got a strong team canterbury um but they've been really poor um last week against Hawkesbury. they got smashed in crash jets um yeah i was on on canterbury to win the game canterbury on the minus um but yeah they were really poor so this one um yeah it's basically a choice game now um you you can get um not even money to shop around on the target i'm gonna call the target to win the game um yeah early in the week obviously better value on a target so yeah, if you're unsure maybe wait and hope can't score early and then take the target but yeah i'm just gonna call the target to do to win the game um take the even money um not not really strong but but uh, all right I'll say medium bit and then on the points 51 and all that's tough going under in the npc mm. um lots of times you get burned late in the game with a few late um, tries and can't agree that defensively they haven't been that great um so i'm unsure on on the points here um my um my thing with the NPC and New Zealand Super Rugby games as well, what I do is, I, I, I've been spoken about it on the show a few times about the game of two halves. So I, I watch the first half. Um, well, I'll probably get involved in the points anyway before the game, but <laughs> if there's lots of points in the first half, I'll go under at half time. If, 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 it's, if the overs on the first half doesn't happen, I'll go overs at half time. So yeah, it happens a lot of time in the New Zealand games, in my opinion, more than other games, um, especially with the New Zealand derby. So you can you, you always get the game at two off. So wait till half time. If it's low scoring first off, take overs. If it's high scoring first off, don't be afraid, take the unders. Yeah, I must say I've noticed that trend in New Zealand games, even in Super Rugby in some of the derbies, you'd have these very quick starts to the game. And then things would i particularly like that one where it's a fast start and then you take the unders in the second half i actually prefer that mm. to the um to the sort of slow start and the overs in the uh, in the second half but Henrik, just before we get on to the next game with you there you were challenged on um on twitter this week by three pete um who's obviously <laughs> based there in new zealand and uh he, he did suggest that you've been one of the top punters over the last few years which is 100 percent correct but he challenged you to an npc competition What's happening there? Is the guy putting his money where his mouth is? Has he disappeared? Well, what's happening? Oh, Brent, I haven't heard from him today. Um, yesterday, I saw all the tweets and I responded. I said, I'm up for the challenge. I'm not sure whether um, New Zealand, has, um, with their lockdowns going on, they, they've locked down the Wi-Fi or the, the internet. <laughs> I haven't heard anything from him today. So he's a bit of a no-show. I'm up for that challenge. Um, well, I'm always up for a challenge when it comes to rugby, it comes to betting, but yeah, I'm not sure. And yeah, it's, um, it's, it's midday probably almost now, um, in New Zealand, so on a Friday. So yeah, I, I'm, I don't, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure whether the comp is going on. Um, well, no, tomorrow morning, 
I'm going to be rushed for time before the first game starts. So, yeah, we're probably not going to have that comp. Yeah, no, fair enough. He might be the kind of guy who's only getting out of bed now, possibly, as well. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm just teasing three people to watch this. Uh, Henrik, let's get on to the next game. Taranaki. Uh, this has been a team that I know you followed throughout the season. They haven't always delivered for us. They're minus 10.5 against Manawatu. Yeah, Brent, that, yeah, that game against Utaga, the Taranaki one, I know you lost there, um, and I was a bit responsible for oh. my confidence on that one. I lost big, very big on that game, one of my biggest losses this year. Um, Taranaki, I, I, yeah, they, they, they were good for me uh, mostly this season, but yeah, that game with me going so big on that one, I lost badly. Um, so I'm probably down on Taranaki just because of that game. Um, this game, um, they've made a few changes, a few crucial changes, which um, Brendan Vessel um, showed, showed to us um, today as well, this morning when the team came out. Uh, yeah, Potros, um, the, the fly-off, he, he's been instrumental um, for them and he's not playing. So Perifut Feta, who normally plays 15, he's playing 10. He's a fly-off, but he's been good at 15 and he's got goal. Um, he's not played then for a while, and then Pitagas Suwakulu, uh, the Chiefs' eighth man, he's not playing either. And I think, if I remember correctly, it's the last week's reserve hooker who's playing eighth man this week. So, yeah, you know, but, but the handicap has come in. It started uh, about 13 and a half, thereabouts, and it's about 10 and a half. And the other Naki's forwards will probably still be be good enough for that handicap so uh, i'll still go minus here because it's own game because they're as their forwards have been really good so for me still a minus here but not as strong as i would have been if potros and um, peter kasu um, would have played right the next game is hawks bay against waikato and uh brendan by the way i will come back to you after after we finished on the npc to get it, see if you've got any views on any of these yeah, yeah Bay, for sure to you, Henrik, minus seven and a half yeah brent this is a, a shield chill challenge again and like you know whoops but i love the red for the shield they really get up for it two weeks ago um they beat um tasman um yeah yeah it's just tough going against walks by adam especially with the, with the shield challenge Seven and a half is a bit of a tricky handicap. Waikato, they, they haven't been that bad. But yeah, I just can't go against Waikato, uh, against um, Hawkspace. So for me, uh, a medium bet probably uh, on, on the minus, um, just because it's a shield challenge. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not that confident on this one. Like Brendan just making a point that the Hawkspace have got a strong team, but they might be a bit gassed out. And Sharks brain saying this looks to him like the perfect overs game last game of the weekend as far as the npc goes henrik bay of plenty up against northland this is in the early hours of uh, sunday morning south african time we've got bay of plenty minus 12 and a half this is minus 12 and a half okay it opened up 14 and a half so that's interesting i'm not sure whether that's um due to team news um yeah the, the northland they, they've been to me last week um yeah the big thing here um He's oh, sadly on Monday morning we learned about the this tragic passing away of, of Sean Wynewe, um a legend uh, in, in uh, New Zealand. And uh, the last game he played, um, he scored five tries. The first player ever to score five tries in, in a super rugby game. 
yeah, he played for Bath Plenty, so Bath Plenty will obviously be playing for him on Sunday. Um, so that's a big one, um, and it's a lot of emotion involved in this game. It's interesting for me that the handicap is come in. I see. Just, just to pop in there, Henrik, I was just looking at playbets, but I pop, pop quickly onto Sunbet. I see they've still got the 14 and a half. So yeah, that, that's where it opened. And yes. yeah, it's just interesting because uh, normally playbets, they get the European feeds, um, in my opinion, before Sunbet. From what I've seen, now the bookmakers move. So obviously, playbet, they have moved, and Sunbet might move it to 12 and a half then as well. But 12 and a half, I'm definitely taking back plenty. Just um, that, that really impressive, and just with the tragic news about Sean Wainui, um, yeah, you have to go for Bayf Plenty on a minus there. Right, Brendan, uh, you've heard Henrik's opinion on the four games. <laughs> let's put it this way anything that you fancy yourself, or is there any of the games where he's sort of convinced you to, to come in and have a punch? <laughs> well, Henrik always talks a good talk, eh? so he convinces me quite often, but um. Yeah, I mean, I, I just enjoy listening to, you know, the conductor and, and Henrik, especially when they start talking about the NPC, because it, it's, yeah, it, it's enough to sort of turn me, you know, I could be fancying one side, but by the time they finish their spiel, I'm, I'm sort of completely on their side, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with the Bay of Plenty game. Um, I think that the minus is the way to go there. Um, the Otago Canterbury, I'm just thinking now what what Neil uh, really likes. He's always talking about Otago being an unders team or an unders side. And, and possibly, yeah, the 51 and a half, I'm aiming that as an unders. Um, with respect, of course, to being the NPC and under the roof and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'll be going unders in Otago tomorrow morning. Um, and then, we, of course, we've got that one friendly game, right? The Wellington Lions against the, the, the Stags. Um, oh, yes, the guys yes, have already got me onto that up. one. Is that a, is that a friend? <laughs> That's the friend, yeah. Um, okay. There's still 19 and a half. I'm having a look here. There's 19 and a half here in the UK. And, um, oh, yeah, the guys have persuaded me. That, that's a good bet. So I'll be going with the Stags plus 19 and a half in that one. Well, let me, let me actually get Henrik's opinion on that one because I didn't have it priced up here. But, Henrik, I'm sure you've got an opinion on that one as well. <laughs> Well, I just don't want Henry to say now the Lions are the best bet of the weekend. <laughs> ben, this is a, a tough, tough situation for me because the, the South African books have, uh, they haven't really pressed up on this one, so <laughs> I, don't, I haven't got my bet down. So that's the issue for me. Yes, yes so you, I don't don't want to, you don't want to move the market before <laughs> the market's even there. That's, that's so Brendan, Brendan shouldn't have opened his mouth. Is that what you say? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, Brent. You know what I did want to say. Okay, let, let, let me say what I think about the game, and if I don't get my bets on at the price I want, that that's tough. Is this is the best bet of the weekend? Southland on the plus here, plus plus nineteen, plus eighteen doesn't matter. Take the plus, take take them to win the game. Um, I took a small amount of thirteen to two on them to win the game. Actually, put a very small amount on on them to win by thirteen plus at forty to one as well. So yeah, the plus obviously, from in my opinion, this is the best bet of the weekend. Um, but yeah, I haven't got I haven't got uh, um, my, the amount I want on this yet because yeah, most South African bookers haven't priced up on this one yet. Yeah, I've got a horrible feeling it's going to open here about plus eight and a half or something. Brendan, <laughs> anything to add before we move on to the internationals? Oh no, just another thing about the the the, the games of two halves. 
I really like that. And, and I've seen that strategy work quite often, um, especially in New Zealand. And another place that it can work quite often is actually in France in the top 14. It's another funny place where um, there's two things. And I know Henrik will agree with this one as well. The red card in France. Oh my God. Get on the plus. If a team gets a red card in France, you get on the team that had the red card on the plus. Um, yeah. I have seen the bookies, they have sort of uh, um, adjusted the the difference or, or the penal, you know, the, the penalty that the that the red card sort of consists of, that down 14 men kind of thing. Um, that's a big one. And also France, yeah, the, the game of two halves. A high a high first scoring half, first half, go unders, second half. Right. Yeah, you might get burned one out of one out of six, one out of seven. And vice versa, a low-scoring French first half quite often turns into quite a big one in the second half. Not always, but but yeah, it's a good strategy to lean on as well sometimes. Yeah, well, I know, Henrik, you also got that same, you, you're well-known for that red card strategy. I don't think you follow the French game that closely because we don't get a lot of coverage here, but but you'd certainly agree with Brendan on that red card, often being overestimated by the bookies. Yeah, I, I love attacking the, the team that gets the red card on, on the handicap. But I, I'm, I'm unsure on, on the points on that. But yeah, as soon as there's a red card when I'm watching it, I'll always go on the team that gets the red card. Um, the, yeah, in my opinion, it doesn't make that big of a difference in the game. Um, and the bookies overreact completely. Um, I know it's 14 against 15, but yeah. I honestly don't think in after the after games you always re read that you know, the red card cost the team and whatever but I, I don't believe that in my opinion rugby the red card is not that that big now the team that gets the card generally slows the game down and you know these days the players are so fit and there's actually so little space on a rugby field at the end of the day so I don't think it has an impact that it would have a few years ago where, where, where the fitness of the players might have been called into question. But let's move on to the internationals, Hendrik, and I'm going to start with you. I didn't realize when I opened the Good for the Game forum thread this week that we got two internationals to look forward to. I did see someone post on the Good for the Game forum. It is televised. I must say I couldn't see it on Supersport schedule on their website, but it probably just means they haven't updated it. And we got Japan up against Australia. There was plus, uh, well, there was minus 11 and a half Australia. I see this handicap has shifted out. And Henrik, here we got 13 and a half Japan plus and uh, 54 and a half total points. Yeah, Brent, um, Australia, their team that's under up, um, in my opinion, the, the back end of the um, rugby championship, they were quite impressive. And Dave Rennie um, finally settling in um, with the Australian team. And yeah, they look well coached. And with Great Cooper back at 10, they look like a team with direction. Um, and Swami be those guys um, coming from overseas, really making a difference. Um, Japan, they, um, yeah, they, they, their team, it's, in my opinion, I, I saw the team and it's not an out and out their best team. There's a few guys that probably um, get um, tested or exper experimental type of um, in the position I want label it as an experimental team, um, just one or two positions. So yeah, for me and Japan, when lost, they play as a team. Um, and Australia, they've, they've got a solid um, half a season or well, more than a season now with the rugby championship. And they have looked good. So for me, this is a very confident call in the minus, even 13 and a half. Um, and then, yeah, like um, Brandon said, 
this is in, in Ovis game um and afternoon kick off perfect weather like he says um over some total points and definitely over on on australian points um australian points in the 30s block probably like a bit, and a half. oh that's that's actually lower than i thought so yeah that's yeah. a confident hit from my side and over over some wow. australia and very confident okay, you probably get, yeah. yeah see i see it's under eight to ten so there's probably been some money for it so you probably end up getting 35 yeah, no, I, I like I like the minus and I like that and I like that. Bit of a, I'm hearing a bit of an echo. I'm not sure if it's my side or anybody else's, but you know, guys, when, uh, just to be safe, we'll just mute in between talks. But I'm going to go over to Brendan now. Now, Brendan, conductor Brendan Vessels has, has suggested overs. He's managed to convince the one big unders punter, Henrik, that overs The question is, can he, can he convince... Two of the big unders players of our generation, even though you're in different generations, can he convince you to go <laughs> overs as well? Wow. I mean, that would be a result, wouldn't it? Um, first of all, uh, I know that that's Paul Williams on the on the whistle. Um, and I think generally, yeah, he can be quite an unders referee at times. Um, uh, and the TMO is old Brendan Pickpiring, Brendan Pickerel. Um so it's a two o'clock. I think it's around a two p.m. in the afternoon sort of kickoff. Weather should be good, like they say. Um, historically, both these teams are going to run it. Um, first of all, I was just having a look now. There's minus eleven and a half Australia um, here in the UK, um, and I can't believe my eyes because that just jumps out at me. That 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 really should be nailed on at minus eleven and a half. Um, I mean, they've gone through the, the whole rugby championship. They had the French tour and Japan. I don't know when they last played. Um, they got a couple of like so a couple of changes. Yeah, they got some good workmanlike guides in there and they're playing at home. So obviously they're going to come out firing uh, from the get go. Um, but I mean, I suppose their real, you know, the last real big tests would have been that tournament at the end of last year, you know, when they came over to the UK yeah, and they the played the Lions. Of, I think they played the Lions as one of the Lions. Oh, they played the Lions. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They lost yeah, like 2018 or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, so that's probably the last one that they did play then. Um, yeah, I mean, Australia, yeah, they're improving and obviously they're bouncing around now that they are improving and Quade Cooper's made such a huge difference. And I was just having a look earlier. I think they've got a 5-3 bench and they've got guys like Tate McDermott on the bench and I mean, he comes on a couple of sniping runs. He can easily score a try or two at the death. Um, yeah, and so I I'm going to stop you there, and I'm going to give you the bet. Over 33.5 Australia points. That's the bet. <laughs> Come on now. That's where you're heading. That's where yeah, you're heading. That's the bet, yeah. I'd go over 33.5. I think, yeah, that, that sounds low to me. So over 33.5. The minus 11.5 is a slightly lesser bet, but also strong enough. Um, but I think the Australia overs is, is golden. It's golden, as Sean Nicholas would say. I had to guide you there. Golden. You weren't prepared to go overs on your own account. I had to guide you there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely overs in Australia, over. but when I go overs at 50, what, 54 and a half total points? Um, yeah, it's got to be close, but I probably wouldn't do the, the totals, no. But Australia I, I on the overs, that. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Brendan, we're going to stick with you. We've got a big handicap here. United States of America. Plus 67 and a half against New Zealand. There was plus 50, 65 and a half. There may even have been lower. I don't know. But I also know there's plus 69 and a half available 
and we got a points run of 80.5. Now, um, we've already had some sentiment um, on, the, on the show from Shark Race, and this handicap's too big. It's an overreaction from the What are your views? Um, I have just seen the New Zealand side just come out now. Um, and I was just having a quick look at it. Um, it's a day game. It's half past three in the afternoon. Angus Garden is the ref. Um, who have they got? Yeah, they've got Richie Monga at 10. Damien McKenzie's at full back. Um, the pack, yeah, it's changed around somewhat. Um, Baden Barrett's on the bench. And Leonard Brown's on the bench. 60, what's the handicap now? 65, 66. Somewhere on there. Uh, 67, depending where you look. Uh, let me look at Sunday quickly. 66. 66, eh? You know, again, man, it's a huge handicap. USA are, are in terrible shape. Um, I think someone mentioned that, you know, none of their internationals will be playing for them because they're all in the UK or wherever else they apply their trade. Um, so it's going to be a makeshift American team. If the New Zealand team gels, they cover the handicap. If they don't, and there's you know a couple of errors here and there, and a couple of knock-ons and spilled passes, um, then that 66 can look so far away. Um, but you know what? I, mean, I look at it and I think, yeah, I, I, you couldn't back the USA on the plus. I I just couldn't do that. <laughs> you know, you just you know what it's like. You know, you could be 50 down six seven minutes to play and we all know what happens you know two three tries at the death it won't be the americans that will be on the charge it'll be the all blacks on charge you know and you'll just be hoping for some sort of forward pass or something um no what's and, and the total points is 80 and a half 80 and a half. So i'll give you the, the, the team points yeah. lines we've got seven <laughs> and a half new zealand yes. and five and a half usa five and a half eh Um, I'd say America get one penalty. It might be the first kick of the match. The first, the first, in fact, that might be a bet. Go for the USA to make, score the first points. You know, they'll get a penalty right in front of the post and that'll be it. Um, I would, no, I think handicap, I, I'd go with New Zealand. I would, because I, I, I just like to see them just running in try after try. And, and I think yeah. it could be like that if America are that bad. So I think look for the best minus. And jump on that. Yeah, they certainly do like clubbing a baby seal. Henrik, what do you think of this? <laughs> uh, Brent, um, in, the, in the words of Oracle, um, this is rubbish, this is rubbish, in my opinion. <laughs> and yeah, I'm probably, I'll probably get crucified saying New Zealand are rubbish, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, it's two rubbish coaches against each other. Um, I don't trade Gary Gold, I don't trade Ian Foster. Um, yeah, um, USA, all their players back to, to the clubs um, in, in Europe. And I saw a tweet this afternoon, or, or late, or, well, actually this evening. Um, yeah, it's, I think that's yeah, the first time in a long time, or first uh, yeah, time that, uh, that USA have picked the team, um, only consisting of players that, that's playing in, in the US. Um, so obviously that weakens them quite considerably. Um, I don't like I don't take New Zealand, but yeah, the minus is probably the way to go here. But I don't, I don't like that, so I'll, I won't get too involved here. But yeah, that's probably the right bet. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll be having a look at uh, New Zealand overs tries here. I mean, I haven't worked out what that line's going to be. It's obviously going to be flipping high, probably about 11 and a half tries or something along those lines. Yeah. I'm going to be looking at, at the overs there. Um, New Zealand yeah. averaged eight tries a game against Australia. Yeah, fair point. The Sharks ran, definitely am leaning towards the overs there. I also think the minus can arrive here. I think the USA might give a little bit of stick early, but they're ultimately going to get run over. And the All Blacks uh, defense is just going to be too strong for them. Gents, we've had a, a great show. We come to the end of the road, and you know what that means. It's best bet time. And uh, let me start with Andrew's uh, best bets for the weekend. Yeah, Brent, I said I like that Southland Plus a lot, um, but it's not, not priced up everywhere. So I'm going to discard that one. Go Australia on the minus or Australia overs. I like the Aussies against Japan. Australia, they've been really impressive, and they're on the up. And Japan, they haven't played uh, um, in a while uh, as a team and a bit of a makeshift team um, that's been picked. So, yeah, Australia, uh, my best bet. Um, the, the overs or, or the minus. Right, Brendan? Um, yeah, I agree with Henrik. I like both of those. And But my best bet of the weekend will come in the Gallagher Premiership, and that's sale plus six and a half against Leicester Tigers. Right, sale the best bet there against Leicester Tigers. My best bet will, will probably be following on uh, these guys. I haven't had, uh, um, as I say, these particular games I don't follow as closely. I'll have that out in the newsletter sometime tomorrow. You can subscribe down there at the link below. Let me first of all start by thanking all the guys who joined us in the live chat. As usual, excellent contributions. And uh, I must say, it uh, got me really excited for the weekend's rugby. And then to the, the two lads joining me, Brendan, certainly great to have you back on the show again. And uh, have a Yo, good weekend yeah. and, and enjoy your time at Brentford. Let's hope they get a result for you. On Sunday. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Nice to see you two guys and uh, have a pleasant evening. And, um, yeah, Henrik, I, I hope the brandy and Coke's quite close by now. The kids are fast asleep. Yeah, no, I think that's all, uh, someone say you've got overs on brandy on the show. <laughs> ready to get stuck in. And uh, the unders take right. Henrik, thanks I so much. I have to get a new one. My, my glass is empty. <laughs> <laughs> the glass is empty. But yeah, Henrik, I think the Undertaker definitely a brilliant name for you. That one's going to stick along there with the likes of, of Couch Critic and the Conductor. Good having you. Thanks for coming on the show and, and getting the kids to bed. Early. Oh, one last thing, Brent. I just wanted to say, has anyone got a tip for the, the T20 World Cup uh, just to win it? Anything there? Any fancies? Um, I, know, I know Couch Critic will have... I was actually thinking of doing a show just on the long-term bets. But there's not a lot of time between now and when the thing really gets going on Saturday. We're looking yeah, at it. Yeah, that's right. It'll be that's interesting right. to see, um, you know, top, there's lots of markets, top batsmen for various teams, top mm, batsmen in the mm. tournament, that sort of thing. Any, Henrik, you got anything there? Yeah, Brent, uh, I, I, my, my cricket knowledge not not that great. I like watching the cricket. I'll, I'll always get involved. Obviously, smaller bits than on the rugby. Um, I'm all, always a bit of a fan on Pakistan. I like Pakistan, um, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's so tough to trust them. Eh? Brendan will probably tell you as well. <laughs> you, you, you don't know who they've bet on. For the <laughs> 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 I, I really enjoy Pakistan. Yeah. And yeah, you can't take the Pratias. Eh? In, in, in these yeah. kind of games, it's tough taking it, especially when you get to the playoffs. But yeah, um, yeah. It was, was it last night or the night before? I think it was last night, right? West Indies got beaten by Afghanistan. Afghanistan. And honestly, the West Indies looked like they were half asleep. They, they didn't even 
they they sauntered up to the wicket. They were chatting. I'd say they they had a nice wager. <laughs> not Afghanistan. So what do you fancy, Brennan? What do you fancy for the World Cup cricket? I oh, believe it or not, Abe. Um, I, I got about a thirteen and a half to one South Africa, and and I I, I thought that was like <laughs> not a bad price. Sorry, Henrik, I know, <laughs> but um, I just thought at that price I can't I can't really get hurt. Um, and then believe it or not, I like England. <laughs> yeah, I like England as at well. seven or two. Yeah. Well, gents, thanks That's very it. much. It's a <laughs> great show with some good right, selections there. And uh, yeah, have a have a cracking weekend. Uh, goodbye to all the boys in the live chat. And uh, yeah, let's hit the bookies hard, boys. See you next week Thursday. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Cheers,